This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am back from Poland, folks. I left on, what, July 26th? July 26th, and I got back uh, on August 19th. That was Friday. And then yesterday, on Saturday, I had to run around pick up our fresh vegetables from the farm co-op we're part of. I had to tend to our garden that we had to leave for three weeks and we picked a bunch of tomatoes and made sauce yesterday and jarred some more stuff. So I had a busy, busy day yesterday and then today I finally was able to sit down and get my studio put back together. So before I talk a little bit about Poland, I will say that this is going to be part four of the four-part series on Elon Musk that we were working on before I left for Poland. So this is part four. In the first part, we went into Musk's history of warning about artificial intelligence while at the same time he is building artificial intelligence and we showed that elon musk's brain chip company neuralink falls right into line with nasa chief scientist dennis bushnell's talk of brain chips and how he actually praises elon musk and ray kurzweil the chief engineer at google who is working on immortality for the elites we talked about that and then in episode two of the must series we showed the joe rogan experience elon musk interview from 2018 and analyzed that for you now that we have the luxury of looking back at that interview with hindsight knowing everything that we know today And then in part three, I began to introduce you to Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, and we went and analyzed the 2020 Joe Rogan Experience Elon Musk interview. Knowing what we knew in 2018, we were then able to see Elon Musk in 2020 back-to-back in two episodes, and it was very important to break those down. So in this show, we are going to delve a bit deeper into Neuralink. I am going 
to show a video explanation of Neuralink. I think I covered it in one of the other shows, but I want to bring you back up to date. <clears throat> so we're going to review that because it's only about eight minutes. And then we're going to get into what's called the three little pigs presentation that Elon Musk did with the neuro link chip planted in the head of a pig named Gertrude, uh, a Frankenstein pig. And then we are going to look at a video called Monkey Mind Pong, where Elon Musk company implanted a Neuralink brain chip into the head of a monkey, and it plays video games inside of its head. And then we will move forward into a Wired Magazine video of Neuralink looking at the future in which Elon Musk uh, recently announced he's going to be implanting a brain chip into a human's head. Although, if you remember part one of this series, when we showed Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, uh, if you don't remember, he's the guy who sounds like Kermit the Frog here. This is Dennis Bushnell with uh, NASA. And in 2018, I said at a speech in front of the fire group, that is the future in review. I told people that we had over 200,000 humans walking around with brain chips in their head and that all humans are in fact cyborgs. Right, Miss Piggy? Yeah! No, so we uh, looked at that. And in this one, we're going to watch uh, this Wired piece and then I am going to show you, folks, before I left on July... 26. I had spent, I don't know, 10 hours putting together research on the investors behind Neuralink. And the reason why this is important, it's the same reason why I broke down the investors and the players behind Instacart, America's largest grocery delivery service app, gig work app, and then the frictionless shopping, which is coming out of Israeli intelligence contractors uh, in Israel and with Instacart being backed by investors connected to the CIA through their hedge fund in QTEL, is that this brain chip is rapidly advancing, as Musk said, if you remember on the Joe Rogan show, that it wouldn't sneak up on you. It would be rolled out slowly. Well, it is being rolled out slowly, but it is advancing. They are moving forward with human trials. If they haven't already implanted one in their head, you'll see in a video today that Elon Musk actually says, if it was planted in my head, then you wouldn't be able to see it. You wouldn't even know that I I have it. So I want to show you who is behind this company because as your children, as your grandchildren, and maybe even your parents, because they are going to prey on older people, on senior citizens with dementia and Alzheimer's and such. As you remember in the videos, they're preying on people with, uh, you know, uh, uh, brain disease with an injury from an accident. You know, that's how they have to sell it to the public. But these people also become their guinea pigs for these Frankenstein experiments. 
If you remember on the Rogan show, Elon Musk was asked by Joe Rogan, are you going to get one of these put in your head? And he said, ah, let's make sure it works first. So again, they prey on these sickly people. They prey on you and tug at your heartstrings to make you believe that they care. They care about these people so much. We love them. We love people with traumatic brain injury. So we're going to put a chip in their head funded by the CIA to make them walk and talk better. Right. You're supposed to believe that these multi-billionaire, these, these predator class social engineer psychopaths, like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and Peter Thiel, these people like Klaus Schwab of the Force Industrial Revolution, these people like Yuval Noah Harari, the King Philosopher of the Force Industrial Revolution, the man who says, you have no soul, you have no free will, you have no spirit, you are a hackable animal, stupid little human, you need to get used to it, that these people love they love people with traumatic brain injuries, people who fell off their electric scooters and banged their head because they weren't wearing a properly fitting helmet. They love them. So they put together billions of dollars in investment capital. And our government, through the CIA, through its hedge fund, InQtel, gave hundreds of millions of dollars to these companies to build brain chips, AI brain chips, because they want to help the little guy. They want to help the guy with traumatic brain injury and the grandma with Alzheimer's. They don't want to throw her off the cliff. They want to help her because they love me. Bill Gates loves me. So if you believe that, you're batshit crazy. But we're going to get into the investors because I want you to be an advocate for what I believe and what you should believe. The fact that we are the people trying to warn others that this technology is dangerous this technology is anti-human and this technology is backed by the same investment companies interested in putting humans out of business these companies who want to take away jobs from humanity and put us on ubi universal basic income until they're ready to get rid of us you see that's the plan. And so you need to see who's actually behind Neuralink. You need to understand and be able to tell people, hey, you want to put a brain chip in your head to cure your, uh, your wonky leg, your duck feet, your traumatic brain injury, your Alzheimer's, your dementia. You want to do it so that you can play video games inside your head or when you're walking through the mall. You can see little boxes pop up and tell you where all the sales are. Well, you better know who's behind it, and then you better ask why these people, when there's a lot of other ways to make money, want to put an AI brain chip inside your head, of which Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and the rest of these psychopaths tell you that it's eventually going to lead to you being able to upload your consciousness to the cloud and make a mind twin of yourself. And then it becomes part of the AI hive mind collective that they could selectively beam down into other people's heads 
inside their own biological body or their new biological body or their non-biological Iron Man nanobot suits or beam their consciousness down into a toilet seat or into a leather couch or whatever it is that these people feel like being on any given day. It's crazy, folks. It's outrageous. So we're going to get into that today so we can wrap up this must series. And then I have about 150 shows blocked out right now. We are going to go back and look at Peter Thiel on Palantir and the deal he did with the IRS in 2018 under the Trump administration in which his company Palantir, which was started by InQtel, by the CIA, with InQtel money, and then he partnered with the IRS in 2018 under a contract for roughly $100 million to build this dystopian tax cheat hunting software of which, folks, all vacation I just saw on Facebook, people saying, oh, Biden's hiring 87,000 new IRS agents to come after me. Well, who do you think they're coming after? Why, why do they need boots on the ground? Well, because Palantir, Peter Thiel, Trump's buddy, the only billionaire Silicon Valley backer that Trump had who publicly came out and spoke for him, who, by the way, was Elon Musk's partner in the original PayPal mafia, where these guys all made their original billions that allowed them to step out into the world and build other projects like Neuralink. Peter Thiel has a company called Ambrosia. Ambrosia is actually a word out of Greek mythology for the concoction that the gods drank for immortality. Well, Peter Thiel's Ambrosia company takes blood from young people and injects it into old people, telling them they're going to cure them and essentially make them immortal. It's one of those type of bridge drugs that Ray Kurzweil wants, who we went over in detail on our shows, where he allows himself to repair his cells and repair his body to the point in which he can upload his mind through an AI hive mind chip like the Neuralink into the cloud and then be able to beam that down into a non-biological Iron Man suit. All of this connects. All of it connects. So we're going to get into that. And I've got a show planned this week on a company called AI Foundation and its founder, Lars Butler, who has completely stayed off the radar. I don't know any other podcasters or researchers that ever talked about him. I had sort of sort of a personal connection to AI Foundation through a contract I almost got a few years ago through my comedy production business, which is what brought me into understanding what AI Foundation was and who Lars Butler was. Total coincidence, but it was something I went and Research deeply at the time with Maria Albanese, who's on Friday with Mike Moore on the Thomas Paine podcast. So I'm going to get into AI Foundation and their technology. They've been working on what's called mind twinning, which is essentially this uploading of your consciousness to the AI hive mind neocortex cloud-based solution. You know, I mean, it's nuts, folks. So... When I get back from this break, I'll talk a little bit about Paul, and then we got to jump right into this, because this is a a jam, jam, jam jam-packed show. 
and we really don't have much time to mess around. And I am going to do, so you all know, a big debrief show with Maria Albanese. Because I would rather talk about Poland, uh, where someone who's on the same level that I am, as far as knowledge, same level we are together, that can ask me questions about Poland. Otherwise, I will just ramble and ramble and ramble about Poland. And it was so much fun and so enlightening. But when I get back for the break, I'll tell you a little bit about Poland. And then we're going to jump right into Musk and start breaking this down so we could get to the investors. And you will have the information you need to enlighten your friends and family. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I will be right Right back here on Payne.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break and ready to rock and roll. So, I got back from Poland two days ago. I spent three and a half weeks there, and it was phenomenal. So my wife is from Poland. She came here in about 2002 to go to college at America University, and she was part of an au pair program. And so she was basically a nanny for a wealthy family out of uh, Potomac, Maryland, D.C. And she uh, has been here ever since. And she goes home every year to visit her parents who live uh, in a very rural area called Belhatuf in Poland. And so we were there and then we traveled around to, we went to Krakow. Um, and there's an area there called Old City that we went and looked at, and then we went to Zakopane, which is up in the uh, Tatra Mountains area, which was beautiful, and then we went over, I wanted to stop at Auschwitz, it's, it's, I put out, um, I put out, you know, sort of a video uh, from there, I, I don't really want to replay it on this show, I, it's one of those things, um, I, I don't, I'm not one of these like harp on the Holocaust thing, nor do I want to get caught in a situation where I get myself banned for saying things that would be deemed to be, uh, anti-Semitic or inappropriate. But let me just say this. My, uh, paternal grandfather was Austrian. My dad's dad. Uh, his family were uh, secular Jews. His parents came over here actually, uh, not knowing each other in Austria, but met here in the United States, uh, before World War II. And the stories that I, that, that I've been told were basically, um, I believe it was my grandfather's dad or um, my grandfather's mother's brother came here to escape uh, sort of this draft that Germany was starting to do and building up the army. So, look, I had relatives connected 
to uh that were still remain there connected to auschwitz and maybe one show i'll get into it but um i did go there to at least see it i did not go in the museums i did not go inside the concentration camp i've heard from people what it's like it just was something that uh i don't need to constantly be reminded that humans can do evil horrible things to each other i see that through what we're dealing with today with Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and these guys. I see uh, these Nazi-style eugenics programs being uh, implemented today. I don't think they ever actually stopped. I think they're in uh, basically warp speed mode right now. And so I see that stuff happening today. So I didn't need to walk around inside there, but I did stand on the train tracks Um that go into the concentration camp uh, where the cattle cars of people would come in. And I thought that was very important for me to do for myself personally because at the beginning of COVID a couple of years ago, I was trying to warn relatives that were going to get in line for the vaccine that was not out yet that I felt like they had brought the cattle cars and Auschwitz directly to the people via CVS and Walgreens and Rite Aid and any grocery store that was going to be vaccinating people. I felt like they were lining up, the sheeple were lining up for the cattle cars. And so I made that analogy on a few podcasts back then and to friends and family in my personal life. And so I thought it was at least respectful for me to go stand on those tracks. And I shot a video, you can get that on my YouTube channel, which I barely use, but I'm going to start uh, using it again soon. And I, I think I changed the name. So that's the Dustin or actually, sorry, that's youtube.com slash Dustin Gold show. So on Twitter, it's Dustin Gold show. YouTube, it's Dustin Gold show. I think we're setting up Facebook and some other things. I'm terrible with social media when it comes to myself. I used to promote comedians and I was very good at social media, but for me, it's just, it's just a pain. So I prefer to talk about things as I'm doing here. So anyway, you could check out that video if you want to see it and i'll get more into that when uh, i speak to maria albanese also uh you know poland has just a very rich history it's been pulled back and forth in different directions over the years so even just going back in the last century you have to understand that from the west uh, poland was invaded by nazi germany and then when the united states came in and liberated uh liberated everybody uh the soviet commies came in and took a hold of poland and the united states did not uh, stop that so then they were under communism for a number of years my wife lived under communism for the first seven to ten years of her life there was a transition period when the commies were actually moving uh you know they signed a treaty basically and then they were moving out of out of poland we'll get into that because i am going to do some shows on poland because i find it to be uh, fascinating. You know, as soon as they left uh, the commies, they ended up in the European Union and, and now, uh, the United States is there building an army base. Uh, while I was there, I believe it was last Monday, it was St. Mary's Day, which is a, uh, a Catholic holiday. And it was also Armed Forces Day, which is to celebrate when uh, Poland pushed the Soviets out of Poland in 1920. And of course, the United States was there with uh, our general for that area. 
and they had all these U.S. Army tanks out in Warsaw. And I spent some time in Warsaw, too, which is the biggest city there. But they have a big square in Warsaw with a monument, which is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers, very similar to the one that we have in Arlington uh, Cemetery in Virginia. And so they uh, had all these army tanks because we just did a deal with Poland where we're selling them military equipment and the generals there. And they had little kids, Polish kids climbing up on the U.S. army tanks, all kinds of war propaganda and basically told the people of Poland to get ready for this war with Russia. They're going to lead the way. And they, they freed themselves of Russia in 1920. And, uh, you know, it's, it's frankly, it's disgusting because Poland is just this beautiful place. But from what I gathered while there and had a lot of conversations with, you know, native Polish people is that, um, sort of Poland and the government has been kissing the ass of the U.S. for many years and the United States always ignored them. So now all of a sudden the United States is there and so Poland's sort of kissing up and they're getting all this military equipment and everything else and also being flooded with Ukrainian refugees, which is the same thing that's happened to our country with, uh, illegal alien Mexicans and uh, refugees from South America. And it's really just to destabilize and destroy the culture, uh, as I call it, demographic warfare. And so you're seeing that go on there. And we're going to get into that when I talk to Maria Albanese. Um, but I will tell you what was super fascinating. And, and this ties into Musk, because with the brain chip, one of the things that Elon Musk talks about, as you saw in the Joe Rogan interviews, and I believe he mentions it in a video we're going to review today, he talks about the ability to sort of time travel and time leap, and you could replay your memories and replay your life inside of your head, like in the last Matrix movie, which we're going to do a show on that as well. But... When I went to Poland, it was literally like time traveling. I felt like I was back in the United States um, circa 1980s. I was born in 1981, so I remember the 80s and the 90s, and it was very similar to that. Uh, from my personal view, they have a lot more freedom in Poland than we do in the United States. Taxes are similar. Um there's trade-offs. For instance, you can't just go own a gun, but you can get one uh, if you, you know, could show that you're a hunter or your life is in danger. And so you can get one. But as far as zoning goes, people in the cities, in the suburbs, and the rural areas called villages, um, a lot of them, basically everyone there fences in their yard and everyone has these giant gardens in their yard. And some people have cows in their yard, sheep, goats, chickens, whatever you want. You can basically do anything on your land without kissing the ass of planning and zoning and having to bribe people. And even in the county I'm in, <clears throat> unless you have like 10 or 11 acres, you can't even have chickens. So they have a lot more freedoms there in certain aspects. We will get into that with Maria Albanese. But it was like time traveling. And what I saw, sadly, was a lot of things that 
in the United States we adopted into our culture back in the 80s and 90s that helped lead to the destruction of our culture in which we see today, where basically the United States does not even have any culture. Anything that was left that we believe to even be culture, like hot dogs, beer, and baseball games, which really isn't culture, but we were to believe that over the last 50, 60, 70 years in the United States, was all pretty much destroyed under you know the COVID lockdowns. And so in Poland, I'm starting to see things creep in uh, that will lead to the destruction of their culture. And sadly, you know, Poland is one of the only countries in the EU that, that generally pushes back. Even during COVID, they pushed back and did not lock down as quickly. And, you know, they're sort of the Florida of the European Union. And so I think they're a target for destruction. So as I thought about it while I was in Poland, I said, you know, Poland was attacked from the Nazis, from Germany, from the West. They were attacked from the Soviet commies uh, from the East. And now they're being attacked by the United States from across the pond. The only difference is now they're inviting the United States in. And I hate to say this, you know, as an American, you wish you could have pride in your government, in your country, uh, but but you can't. So it's sad to see. And I wish I could have stood on a soapbox and warned the people of Poland what is coming. I'd be like Doc Brown and Back to the Future, uh, you know, a time traveler. It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I've seen the future and I'm here to warn you. Uh, take off the Levi's t-shirts and the Adidas t-shirts and the Nike t-shirts and take the Disney backpacks off your children, of which there's a lot of that there. Take off the stupid fanny packs. Guys were wearing them there, like people did in the 80s in the United States. Take off the lazy fanny pack and put your wallet back in your, uh, in your back pocket. Uh, and, and don't give in to this American empty materialism, consumerism, and corporatism that has destroyed our country. I don't believe people should live in poverty. I am not a communist. I'm going to get into the stuff that my, my wife lived under in the tail end of communism in Poland on the show with Maria Albanese. But at the same time, this, this empty, blind corporatism, commercialism, consumerism that we have in the United States has been a death, a death to our culture. And that's something we need to talk about. And hopefully uh, some of the people I met in Poland will listen to that show and be able to warn some of their friends. Poland is a smaller country. It's only 39 million people as opposed to here, which is you know 350 to 400 million. So can they save it? I don't know. I think once uh, the evil forces, the corporate forces, the technocracy comes in, it's very hard to stop that from progressing and we're going to do a show about progress and the methodologies of uh, community organizer Saul Alinsky and how his methods tie into the technocratic progress all of this connects 
all of it connects. So I'm going to get into depth on, on Poland and its history with Maria Albanese and what I learned there because it's fascinating. Now, what we did decide, my wife and I, while we were there, was that we believe we will have more time to live under relative normalcy uh, in Poland because as of right now, I, I would say not the next generation because it's already changing there, the sort of 20 and unders. But it's very deeply religious. Not that I am, uh, I'm not, I was not raised Catholic. I was raised, uh, in a congregational Protestant church, but the religious uh, elements bring a sense of civility and more uh, morality that I like and want to raise my child that's coming at the end of October under. And uh, it's just still more family oriented. Uh, there's culture within the food, culture within the festivals, uh, culture within the farming and yards, a very still a sense of rugged individualism. It's, it's almost here. I feel like the, the rugged individualism, has even been commercialized. It's like, I'm a rugged individual. I go to Cabela's and the Bass Pro Shop. You know, and, and that is not what it is there. It's rugged individualism that these people have like cows in their backyard that they slaughter and, and use for meat or they have goats that they're milking. And so we decided that that's really the type of culture we want to raise our child under. Also, and I'll just mention that uh, Poland is 97... Well, let's say with the Ukrainian refugees that came pouring in, which is anywhere between two and five million, that's going to change the demographics there. But Poland is generally 97 to 98 percent Polish, native Polish. Okay, the other two percent, they've got some Turks uh, that are there. They're basically like our version of the Mexicans and South Americans. Uh, there's some Georgians there. There's some good Georgian food. They blend in though, and they, and they actually, uh, adopt the Polish culture. And then, you know, there's only, there's less than 3,000 Africans there. So it's, it's a Polish country. And it, if I move there, uh, or we live there part of the time, uh, so our kid could come back to the United States and we have a base camp here and have a base camp in Poland, that that would be sort of the ideal situation for our child to, when we come here to the United States and it sees people running around with purple hair and, and cutting their genitals off and wearing masks, but then goes over to Poland and that does not exist yet because it's really no wokeness. Uh, there's no BLM and Antifa and LBGT bullshit running around. So we decided that we're going to sort of that's our one foot out of the matrix uh, that I talk about. And then the one foot in the matrix will be here in the United States. So I, I think we are going to do that. We made some moves while we were there that we will get into on a future show. And I'll explain to you uh, what we're doing so that if you decide you want to move forward with some plans like that, you can as well. And we'll talk about that with Maria Albanese this week when we do the uh, From Poland with Love show. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. Don't worry, I'm not going to Poland. I'm just going to take a break for the advertisers. We will be right back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 